Welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show, folks. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and I'm really excited to have with us today uh, the CEO and founder of Fala Capital, John Panachone. Uh, we are really uh, you know, fortunate to have him. He's got a profound emphasis in his work on supporting veterans, and uh, it, it's really disheartening sometimes to think about the ways in which uh, the veteran community uh, struggles in the United States. And it's great to uh, see someone like John, uh, who is a veteran himself, uh, working so hard. To, so stick around for this conversation. It's going to be great. John, uh, tell us about Fala Capital. Uh, we're excited to learn more. Hey, Devin, I'm Jack to be here. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. So Fola Capital, we're about three years old since we made it through the SEC process of becoming a broker dealer. So we're an SEC registered broker dealer. Um, basically, we're an investment banking firm. We help small businesses and entrepreneurs think through capital strategies. And if and when they need to raise capital, we help them do that. Uh, we focus on uh, minorities, women and veterans. Uh, because of my background, we've served a lot of veterans, but we're not exclusive to those three groups. But I have firsthand experience being a small business owner and raising capital as a veteran. And uh, so we tend to focus on, on those groups, but not exclusive to them. Well, it really is uh, such vitally important work. You know, crowdfunding uh, is filling a gap. A variety of gaps, actually, um, in the funding cycle for all kinds of businesses. Um, you know, I, I've often heard this this idea that uh, there is a point at which there's sort of this funding valley of death or a gap. And and my experience is different companies have those gaps occur at different times, and crowdfunding can sometimes be a solution at any point in that uh, journey. Don't you think? Yeah, and um, I'm going to say something might be like swearing in church in front of you, Devin, but I actually don't like the word crowdfunding. I have learned that, um, you know, really raising money this new, I call it the, the modern way, is the application of technology, the Internet specifically, to one of many SEC exemptions that have been around since 1933, Reg CF, the crowdfunding one, being the most recent. But when we apply Internet technology to the other ones, even though you don't have to, uh, great things can happen. And I think that's where the innovation's occurring. So um, my experience, when we use the word crowdfunding, it for people that aren't enlightened out there in the public, it tends to put us in a category where it really isn't uh, accurate to think about, you know, what the opportunity is when we use that word. It really is the application, the disruptive application of the internet to raising capital using one of six SEC exemptions. And but when you do use um, the Internet to raise capital using one of those six exemptions, you do fill a lot of gaps that Absolutely. banks sometimes can't fill, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Absolutely. And there are some really innovative things going on um, that are new. They're not like um, replacing old ways of raising capital. We can get into that if you'd like. But uh, that's where the real innovation is occurring. And I love swimming right in the middle of it. Well, you know, you've got some great things going on uh, right now on your uh, site. Uh, you've got um, 
today. We're recording this about three weeks before we'll air it, but you've got Rally Point Grill raising $1.2 million under a Reg D506 offering. Tell us a little bit about uh, Rally Point and uh, a little bit about what it means to do a Reg D506C offering. Yeah, so I'd love to talk about that one. So a couple of things. Uh, the couple that owns Rally Point, they're both former Marines. So uh, they started this restaurant concept in Marietta, Georgia. That is military themed. It's almost like a, a, a museum for people that have relatives that are in the military. They can bring something to the restaurant. They'll actually hang it on the wall and have a place of honor for a family member. So that's basically it. And it's very popular. And now they're franchising the concept. So uh, this particular one is for accredited investors only, a Reg D506C, so I can talk about it a little bit. But um, the, let me use it as an example of what I just said about innovation. What's really cool about this model is we're raising $1.2 million, but it's really to provide the funding for three of their uh, early franchises. They've already sold two franchises and they want to scale through franchising across the country. But because of the banking situation, especially with a restaurant, you know, good luck getting a bank loan for a, for a restaurant concept. But for many veterans across the country that believe in that restaurant concept, we're able to use the Internet to drive support and funding towards Rally Point, fran the franchisor in this case, so that they can turn around and get fellow veterans that are qualified and pass a whole bunch of screening uh, events to become franchisees throughout the country and provide actually the funding for those franchisees as if they're the bank. And then the investors get a return as well. So it's a really good example of the innovation on how we can fund businesses in a non-traditional way where everybody has the opportunity to win. It is exciting to see the way that, uh, these new regulations allow more of us to participate. Although this one is uh, accredited investors only, you have deals in the past that you have done under regulation crowdfunding, where you're able to, uh, or regulation A, uh, where ordinary investors can also participate. And uh, it's exciting to see the impact that that has not only on the entrepreneur, but on the investor having an opportunity to invest in businesses that in the past they really practically and legally couldn't participate in, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, our early ones were reg CFs and we still have some reg CFs that we're working on right now. The, our first one, which I'm most proud of, um, our first one was a win. It was for a minority couple in New Jersey and they had a meal kit company, uh, ethnic, meal kits and um they were reg cf and they were our first one <laughs> we were successful the first one and they did everything right uh we, we have had another reg cf for uh the equity portion of an sba loan uh which they've recently uh allowed and we've done that for an indoor wind tunnel a franchise actually uh here in wilmington north carolina and then we just closed another reg cf for a software company opline you just had up there while uh, we raised around 640,000 under Reg CF for that software company founded by special operations folks on the management team, really innovative technology. So we've had several Reg CFs. They work well in certain circumstances. And to your point, the biggest advantage is investors in those deals I just mentioned uh, could be anybody. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, I, I'm a big fan that, that they benefit from the opportunity to participate because absolutely uh, the, the uh, especially small businesses, uh, oftentimes like the ones we're talking about, uh, they often use, I see you've used some uh, revenue share debt kind of deals. And, and so the structures can be simple and, and provide relatively quick returns to the investors, can't they? Yeah, we're a big believer in debt offerings for small businesses, and I can get into the reasons why. I think there's some challenges in the industry around some equity offerings that are out there. But uh, one of the biggest advantages of a debt offering is the investor doesn't have to wait till the company's sold to get their money back. And, um, you know, it's great for the uh, the company raising money through a debt offering as well. So I can get into that if you'd like. But uh, small business bonds are big right now. Uh, we're about to do actually a, a pretty big bond deal I can get into. Um, yeah, tell revenue us about share, it. yeah, this one I'm really excited about. It's probably going to be our biggest raise um, ever so far. It's going to be a $10 million small business bond offering to fund a um, manufacturing facility in Western Virginia. And I'll leave it at that because I can't disclose too much. But um, it's a uh, the ten million dollars is going to go to outfit this factory for this specialized equipment coming from Europe, uh, and there's lots of reasons this is a big deal in that part of Virginia, and there's a lot of support for putting up this plant in that part of the of the country, and uh, so we're going to start with a, a bond offering that is leading up to a Reg A, so after. Um, about a, a year into it, a year after we launched the bond offering, we're going to launch the Reg A, which will be up to $40 million, we're, we're thinking right now. And then the bondholders will be able to convert their bond investment at their option into equity into the Reg A, or they can just keep it as a bond, which will mat mature in like five years. Uh, that's what we're going to go with and then get their money back plus the interest. So it's a convertible bond. And starting off with a, a $10 million bond raise rolling into a $40 million reg A. So we're really excited about that. Boy, that is that is an exciting offering for you. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks. I this is a, a veteran great founded, by the way. Veteran founded. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you know, I I, I am uh, I'm a little jealous uh, because I ran a broker dealer uh, in a different regulatory environment and uh, I, I like the one we're in now much more than the one I yeah. operated in <laughs> yeah. back in the olden days. So um, yeah, this is exciting stuff. Well, listen, I'm going to um, uh, we're here today with uh, John Panichone, who is the founder of Fola Capital, uh, founder and CEO. And they're doing amazing a FINRA registered investment banking firm uh, offering a variety of offerings, including regulation crowdfunding offerings. Um, we're going to take a quick pause, but when we come back, we're going to talk to John about his superpower. So stick around. You don't want to miss this. Learn how to build stronger communities with investment crowdfunding on December 20th at 1 Eastern. Dorian Dickinson, founder and CEO of Funding Hope, will explain how to use investment crowdfunding as a tool for community building. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. We're grateful for the support of our sponsors and co-hosts. Ever wonder if you can raise money with a community round on WeFunder? It may not be as tricky as you think. You can start right now. Start in under two minutes. 
visit wefunder.s4g.biz or scan the QR code to begin. Give it a try. Want to learn from the world's great changemakers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today. Superpowers number four, good.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here today with John uh, Panaccione, who is the uh, founder uh, and CEO of Bola Capital. Uh, you know, they're doing just great stuff, uh, including some regulation crowdfunding offerings, but helping especially veteran-owned businesses uh, to raise capital and succeed in the marketplace. And so, uh, John, we're thrilled to have you. And, you know, your your life is defined by incredible successes. I think in many ways, your career began with your service in the Army. Um, you told me a little bit about that and, uh, in the first Gulf War. Uh, and I think in some ways that's defined you. Um, but what do you see now as your superpower? You know, that's a tough question. I, um, partially because of my military background, I, I really talk about me. It's always about the team. So I'll, I'll get to that. But I think there's two things uh, that, that drive what you might call a superpower. Um, number one, I've been a small business owner and startup entrepreneur, and I've raised capital the old fashioned way. And everything that could go wrong did go wrong over 17 years that I ran my startup and I, I sold it. And I like to say I had to have the smile surgically removed from my face the day after I sold it. But um, there's a lot of folks in this business that never had to like ride in the saddle of a small business owner and feel the time pressure, the money pressure. And so having done that uh, myself with uh my founding partners of my startup back in 2003, I know what it's like. And I think without going through that experience firsthand, um, there's not a lot of super and power that somebody might bring to the table um, when you're trying to raise capital. So when, when you're teaming up with, and I like to be around other entrepreneurs that have done that too, when we strategize because they get it right. So the second point I want to make does pertain to my military background. It's, it's related. Um, you know, I was privileged to serve in the army. I was privileged to serve the country. And, and my specialty was I jumped out of airplanes. I was a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division. And that occurred in my 20s. I was a young man then, my early 20s into my mid to late 20s is when I served there. And I was around great leaders. And I learned a lot from great leaders. And um, the top leaders in the army kind of lead that division because it's the first one to go to war. And I was surrounded myself with these. And the culture there was unbelievable. The culture was a paratrooper typically um, never has enough resources and is always surrounded. But the culture is you're never going to lose. Like there's always a way to win. I mean, that's just the culture. And I've taken that forward in my life. So when you tie those two points together, when you're working with experienced people, you know what it's like to be in the trenches trying to get keep a business running and raise capital. And you have this attitude of, we will find a way, you know, that that creates, I guess, powers my superpower if I have one. Hopefully that makes sense, Devin. Yeah, that, that, that makes great sense. And I, I see that 
you, you certainly do have a superpower if anybody does. And it, it's interesting to see how your business career and your army experiences help frame and create that superpower of your, your ability to overcome big obstacles, obstacles work well with the team and to accomplish important things like raising capital. Um, can you share perhaps a specific example of how you used this ability to uh, work well with others, find solutions in hard times to overcome a real challenge and, uh, and succeed. Can you, can you share an example? Yeah, uh, I have many to pick from. So let me pick my favorite. Um, long story short, I had a bank. Uh, I had three banks that provided debt to my first company, total of about little about 1.4 million in total three different loans and then on one in one day i got three letters from three banks at the same time calling their notes back and i had 30 days to find that money um so i remember popping up you know thinking about it long and hard and and one of the things the military does it teaches you how to make decisions and under pressure so i figured out a way out of that you know and i won't bore you with the details but i worked to deal with the bankers and my investors to get us through that and uh, we got through that. That's usually lights out for a company when that happens. Uh, but I figured out a third way nobody thought of. Um, nobody thought everybody bought into it and allowed us to get through that that dilemma. In fact, I did a second loan a couple of years later with one of the senior lender from those three because of how we worked our way out of that situation. So that's an example. Um, but I certainly didn't do it alone. It took a team effort to um, get through that. And I, I, we could talk about that for a minute or two. I, I do believe that um, success is dependent on a strong team. And, um, you know, I think we have a, a founder-based mentality in the entrepreneurship world that I think doesn't give that uh, important issue enough attention. We can get into that if you'd like. Yeah, I, I think... Um... That's a great story and a great example. I, I want to dig into this idea, though, of trying to build this capacity in an individual. It's it's relatively easy to think about uh, some gifts as being uh, sort of innate, genetic, perhaps. You've specifically called out experiences in business and in the army as having shaped and defined and built your capacity. And, and I, I love that acknowledgement. I think most skills are honed rather than innate, but setting that debate aside, I'm glad that you've, you've identified more of a honed than innate skill. So let's talk about how one could cultivate that. What are some tips that you would give people to develop that capacity to uh, find success even when it's tough uh, and it's often tough. Yeah. You, you know, the bottom, the one word is resilience. And I think to become resilient, you have to expose yourself to danger and failure. And a lot of us don't want to do that. We have a culture where failure is bad. Uh, trust me, in the military, on day one, you can't do anything right, include tying your shoes. And there's a method to that madness. So we learn through trial and error in the military. Um, and the same can be applied in the, the non-military context. But culturally, 
we have a culture where, you know, you can't screw up. Everything's fine all the time, but that's not reality, right? So I'd like to think of entrepreneurship or small business ownership as like a practice, much like law um, or medicine is a practice, that we practice uh, the art of small business ownership. You never really learn at all. And by practicing, much like, like a sport, for example, we're not going to get it right all the time, but we're willing to keep trying and get better and better and better. That's a practice. And uh, if we think about it that way, when we start down that trail of small business ownership and entrepreneurship and think about it as a practice and failure is okay because we're going to learn from each failure and build upon it over time, I, I believe that's the mentality that people can have to build that resiliency that I think is absolutely critical to success. It, it really is uh, critical to success, to, to, to be resilient. Uh, and part of what you talked about is this idea of, you know, being willing to take those risks. Um, I wonder if you could think through a little bit, what, what are the kinds of risks that you think entrepreneurs especially ought to be willing to take? How do you manage those risks so that they're smart, but that you you get the benefits that you're talking about in terms of building resilience and otherwise succeeding? Great question. So I think the answer is don't try to do it yourself. It's a team sport. So if you're new at it, you know, I'd say quickly develop a, a, a team of advisors and mentors around you that have been down the trail before. Um, again, to use a military analogy, we don't do anything in the in the military alone. You know, I run an accelerator program called Vet to CEO. I've been doing it for 11 years. I've worked with over 8,000 veterans that have gone through that program. And I'm astonished at how afraid many of them are at the thought of entrepreneurship. And the reason is they've never done anything alone. So I think the number one answer to your question is if if you're new at this, um, build a team of advisors and mentors around you early, as early as you can. And you don't have to pay them, just friends, people you know that, that are going to help you through the process and, and try to uh, point some things out that uh, will help you succeed. That's great advice. Great advice. Well, as we uh, begin to wrap up here, I wonder if you would just take a minute and tell people how they can connect with you, learn more, uh, tell them, you know, be, be, a, be a little open here. What is a, a, a good client look like for Fola Capital? Uh, so that, and, and then what does, what does it take to be an investor at Fola Capital? Give us kind of the details. Yeah, we go to folacapital.com. Uh, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, or just jpanachone at folacapital.com. If you got caught the spelling of my name earlier, uh, is fine. We have a philosophy that we're not gatekeepers. I, I can't stand gatekeepers. So if anybody wants to raise money or work with us, we, we don't have any kind of application process or screening process, um, which some do. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we believe the community should decide who the winners and losers are, and we don't want to be a gatekeeper. So we take on any kind of um, issuer or a person that needs to raise capital. Now, having said that, I have found that they're their own gatekeeper. You know, there's a lot of heavy lifting that has to happen to 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 put a compliant SEC compliant offering together. And a lot of folks simply don't have the will or the ability to do that. And, and they kind of take themselves out of the game. But if you have the drive and the will to do that, uh, we'll work with anybody. 
And as I said earlier, we like to work with folks that are have been disadvantaged most of their lives to some degree for whatever reason, and they, they tend to be more resilient. Um, our biggest challenge, I think it's an industry challenge, is, is on the investor side. You know, I've got a, like a TED Talk thing on our YouTube site, if you'd like to look at it, uh, talking about the history of the Securities Act of 1933 and how it changed American culture. You know, the thought of investing in a private company is still scary to most average non-accredited investors out there. Um, people don't even know what the word accredited means or non-accredited. So there's a huge education going on across the industry, which I think is healthy and it's changing rapidly. But I think that um, anybody who has never invested in a private company, um, I'd recommend take a look at it, educate yourself. And, um, you know, there's no guarantee with any investment, uh, public or private, but if it, under the right conditions, certain private investments might make sense in the broader investment strategy that you're employing. And, you know, there's a lot about that on our YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Oh, fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, John. And I want to wish you every success in your work to support veterans, especially, but to help entrepreneurs build community and build success for themselves. We love what you're doing. Thanks, Devin. I really appreciate you having me on the show.